Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. We are past Monday, which is just so exciting. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, Jackie. I'm doing great. I would say I'm feeling euphoric. I have been in a euphoria, like, spiraling rabbit hole for literally 24 hours and I'm so annoyed like I tried to time it perfectly there's only one season and one episode so I tried to time it perfectly to talk about it on the toast and I have like 20 minutes left in Sunday night's episode like I tried to finish it right before we started but I couldn't you could have asked for for the 20 minutes because I could have asked for a recess you could have asked for a recess because then you could have recapped and like been with the kids and everything but what is the verdict Okay, the verdict is it's just like really shocking because I feel like most time I go into shows and I know what they're about, you know, for the most part. And I thought this was a show about kids in high school. Kids and in high school is. like doing drugs. Yeah, like, you know, having crazy experiences, experimenting with drugs. That's what I thought it was too. And like it is that, but it's just way more extreme than I would have thought. Like, and I'm not sure if it's an accurate representation of what goes on in high schools these days because I have been out of high school for longer than I care to admit. But it was just shocking. Like for me, it was like a cultural shock. Like, are kids dressing like this? Are kids throwing parties like this? Where are all the parents? Why aren't the cops called? Like when I was in high school, cops were always being called. And it's just like, it's a lot for me. It's like a whole, it's a learning curve of what the younger generation is up to. So what's so extreme about it if it's not if it's not just them doing drugs, extreme well, it's drugs? A, it's a lot of drugs. It's a lot of sex. And I don't know if it's just like, you know, we went to like a religious high school. Like, are kids having this much sex at parties and bathrooms with strangers who work at the mall? Like, is that how it is? I don't know. Got it. Yeah. I think our high school experience was different from our fellow high schoolers in general. Yes. But then I also wonder, kids these days, like with the internet and access to everything. Advanced. And also it's like you see those memes of like what kids in high school look like today versus what I looked right. like. And it's like they look like models and they look so yeah. much older. And I think they're growing up even faster. Yeah, so I actually think it is like a a really accurate representation of what goes on in the modern high school. But it's probably extreme, just like anything else that you've ever seen in Hollywood, you know, is an extreme. So keep that in mind. There is just one thing about the show that I found to be incredibly shocking, and it was just the amount of penises. Mm. Like hundreds, like no lie, like hundreds of penises. Hundreds of high school penises? Well, that's the other weird thing. Like, we're supposed to believe, I mean, Jacob Elordi's and Daya, they're in their 20s. But we're supposed to believe these are all juniors, 17-year-old kids. And I'm watching them fuck, like, up against doors, like, porn-level stuff. And I'm like, this feels bizarre because they are supposed to be high schoolers, minors. Yeah, that is bizarre. 
But I do I do like how they've kind of flipped gender norms on their head because, you know, when you watch like raunchy TV shows or movies, you see like a thousand tits. And like if you see anything of a guy, like you see one guy's ass. And now it's like, you know what? You have to show your penises and there aren't that many boobs. It's a nice gender swap. Yeah. So you're enjoying you're enjoying the bounty of penises. I am. And there is a whole storyline about a girl who's a cam girl. And after watching, um, after recording yesterday's episode and then watching Euphoria, when one of the characters becomes like a webcam girl, it was kind of um, like a spiritual euphoric moment for me. Does she say what kind of camera she found to be best? Um, it appeared as though she was just using like her built-in desktop computer. Oh, well, she has a desktop, so it's probably No, sorry. Built-in laptop computer. Got it. Okay. You know, the laptop camera is was Okay. Yeah. But I think this one is superior. You guys will but let us know. But she was just getting started. You know, maybe if, like, she built more of a successful business, she would start investing in herself, buying different headphones, equipment, cords, cameras. Yeah. I yeah. understand. I really So, like, that's do. literally all I did yesterday. Wow. Well, that's exciting. I'm so glad that you found something else to be a part of and that you can recap the show because, so, I mean, everybody watches it. So I'm I know. excited and for the listeners. Can I tell you why I really watched it? Because I was on TikTok like yesterday and Sunday and everything was about euphoria. And I was like, if I'm ever going to watch a show, it's going to get spoiled. And they're like, Cassie, can't believe she did this. I'm like, oh, no, what did she do? And so I really like in order to really be able to continue my TikTok addiction, I had to open up another vein for euphoria. That makes sense. That does make sense. So I'm 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 really happy for you. Like I don't I know that you struggle to find stuff to watch that like engages you and this seems to be that. So that's beautiful. I was fully engaged. Yeah. That's really great. I, while you were in a euphoric hole yesterday, I was in a Joe Rogan hole. Because. What? I don't know why. I just like have gotten, gone down a Joe Rogan hole. I can watch the episodes on my TV and he has so many interesting guests on. The episodes are three hours. And yeah, that's crazy. I've just been watching so many episodes. There's so many interesting factoids and conversations being had over there. And it was really like towards the end of the night, I was like, I've got to switch gears because I'm just like in a podcast wormhole. Well, you know, it must be good. There's a reason so many people watch it. So many people. It is so crazy how many people. I heard one of his episodes recently got 40 million listens. 40 million. I'm so jealous. Imagine if we had 40 million listeners, like the change we could enact. Yeah. Oh jealous yeah it's pretty sickening stuff so that was fun then I just read a little bit there was no tv mandatory tv on last night so that was really a gift a joy a joy though the bachelor was on for those who for those who participate happy for, for those you. who are still inflicting themselves with torture tw- once a week yeah like the snatcher and there's a new episode mm-hmm. of the snatcher I like to I would watch the bachelor just to hear from the snatcher uh, no, I hear that wholeheartedly. You know, but then I can also just FaceTime her. And she's been picking up recently. Yeah. Access, having like direct access to the Snatchler is kind of one of the best perks of our job. Would you agree? A hundred percent. It's so special. Oh, and you know, today's the four year anniversary of the first time we met Lauren Elizabeth. I saw in your story. What a fun Isn't fact. I know. TNN was born four, day, four years ago. TNN was perhaps like I don't in know about utero. born in utero the egg fertilized oh yeah oh yeah um so I wish I had more to add to our pre-show conversation but I literally I had a dream about euphoria like I'm so in euphoria my dreams are so influenced these days by whatever I'm consuming like it's 
so annoying. Like, even when I was reading the pregnancy book, it was just, like, pregnancy statistics in my dream. Like, everything. It's it's really frustrating. You have to actually, like, curate what you watch because it's, like, what do I want to spend eight hours with tonight while I dream? No, you really cannot escape your dreams. I know. Like, you know, if you have something going on in your life that you're, like, like, when I have something stressful going on, like, I really try not to think about it. Like, I compartmentalize it, push it to the back of my brain. But once my eyes close at night, like, I'm forced to confront like the demons inside and when my eyes are closed i see, I see you, you for, for what, what you, you truly really are, are which is which is ugly, ugly. <laughs> nice reference thanks so much well we have some interesting stories for you today so i think we could just jump right in on a bash plus we have dear toasters which i'm so excited like what's going on with bobble did we get an update you'll let me know I don't believe we have any updates today. And that's not on us. That's on the listeners. If you come to us for advice and then once we solve your problems, you're like done with us. That is hella disrespectful. Please write in. Do things get worse? Do they get better? Like we're just dying here. No one writes us back. I don't know. I, I, that's human nature. I have to respect Of it. course. You it's know? like you don't go and leave a Yelp review for a restaurant you really love. Right. Or it's like you don't like pray so hard when you're going through amazing times. I know, you know, sometimes, like, when I do pray, it's only when I'm, like, You need something. Right. And then I always have to apologize. I'm, like, I'm so sorry, God, that, like, I have been such an animal. Like, when (laughs) things are going good, like, I totally forget about you. But when I'm in dark times, like, I turn to you. And that's not cool of me. And I always promise that I'm going to change. But I don't. I do think that God understands. That was something that I I believe that I learned, like, in uh, Bible classes, Torah Mm -hmm. classes, that, like, God knows that's what we do. And he, okay. he's an understanding queen. That makes me feel so much better because, like, whenever I pray, like, the first thing out of my mouth is, like, I'm so sorry I haven't been here for you. Like, I know shit's going really well for me and that's really uncool and I promise, like, I'm going to keep talking in the good times, too. Yeah. So I think that's what happens with Dear Toasters. Like, it's just human nature to only reach out when you need something. When you need help. Of course, of course, of course. Okay. Right. It's like customer service. Nobody writes an email. Like, I had such a great experience. Thanks. Totally. Totally. Um, But yes, Dear Toasters is today. If you have an update, please write us in. Like, we need to hear from you. Yes, we do. So without further ado, do, 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 it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Movement. Always use protection. We all know this, but sometimes we forget while we're doing the thing we love the most, scrolling on our phones, binging our favorite shows, or inevitably spending lots of time in front of our digital screens. And Movement is here to make sure you're practicing safe scrolling with their best-selling EverScroll blue light filtering glasses. So if you have not gone on the blue light glasses game and you're spending as much time on tiktok watching tv on your computer as i am like you really need to protect your eyes it'll help you sleep so much better there's so many benefits to blue light glasses because blue light can be super harsh on our eyes and some studies show that too much exposure to blue light can lead to disrupting sleep patterns other health effects and that's why movement ever scrolls are game changers your eyes will thank you they're crafted with top tier materials movement ever scrolls filters out 90 percent of the most intense blue light rays and feature anti-glare glasses for elevated comfort they're designed in-house of out of their California headquarters, and they're available in a wide variety of modern, fashion-forward frames. Um, so when I get in bed at like, well, I'm always in bed, but when I officially like start to go to bed, <laughs> it's like 8 o'clock, and then I go to bed at like 10, 30, 11. And for those two and a half hours, I am always wearing my blue light glasses because I'm scrolling TikTok, I'm watching TV, I'm on my computer, I'm like editing stuff. You always have to be wearing your blue light glasses, and it really makes such a difference. Like you will feel a visible difference in the way you sleep and just the way you feel overall. 
So if you want to protect your eyes with style that doesn't break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash toast. Again, that's MVMT.com slash toast for 15% off plus free shipping and free returns. And your eyes will just genuinely thank us. Yeah, and it's one thing to be like addicted to your phone. You can't help it, but you can mm-hmm. help wearing blue light glasses. And also for our headache girlies out there, it yes. really, it does help if you are constantly looking at blue light too. That's so true. To protect your eyes. Okay, our first story, a bit of an update from um, a story from yesterday, Bob Saget's passing. Bob Saget was, quote, unresponsive and not breathing and had no pulse in a 911 audio call that was released on Monday. So Bob Saget was found not breathing and had no pulse when he was found unresponsive in his hotel room in Florida. A security guard from the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando alerted authorities on Sunday at 4 p.m. after an employee found Saget lying in his hotel bed, the Orange County Sheriff's Office said. Quote, we have an unresponsive guest in the room. My officer is telling me there's no pulse, the guard said in the 911 call obtained by the post. Quote, unresponsive, not breathing, and no pulse. According to a death investigation report, the 65-year-old comedian was found lying on his back in bed with his left arm across his chest and his right arm resting on the bed. Left arm also, cops um, suspect that he uh, suffered a heart attack or a stroke in the hotel room, according to the Daily Mail. So... Got it. Because, like, some of the information that's coming out, it's, like, more details, but it's making it more confusing. So, like, no foul play. No evidence of drug use. So what? Like, a perfectly healthy-looking 65-year-old man doesn't just drop dead. Right. So this is some more of the information. It always is surprising to me that 911 calls become public. Public. I couldn't agree more. And, like, sometimes they come up on my TikTok, like, the most disturbing 911 calls in the last 10 years. And they're so invasive and so heartbreaking. And I just don't feel like they should be shared. Like, have you ever heard the um, the 911 call from when Demi Lovato overdosed? I don't think so. It's so cryptic. And they're, like, they, they tell the ambulance not to put the sirens on so as, like, not to draw any attention to Demi's house. It's, like, it's just so cryptic. And it's, like, a moment in time. And you feel like you're there. I just don't like listening to them. Yeah. And there's also a TV show that's, like, all about 911 calls. Yeah, it's like over-dramatized, like crazy shit that's happened. Yeah. yeah. But it seems to be a popular show. Yeah, I guess that's just, you know, something that is fact. Um, but still, it's right, like, surprising. Especially when it's like a celebrity or someone that you know and then it just feels like extra personal and invasive. Totally. But I guess it's just part of the story. It's facts and it's out there. Yeah. So a heart attack perhaps potentially possibly. possibly it's looking like that or a stroke Ooh, that is just so crazy so crazy and so sad apparently his family was like tr- hadn't heard from him all day so they sent um like hotel, the security guard up to the room to see what was happening well now all these um like tributes are pouring in and you know what like i guess a lot of bob's friends went over to his house yesterday to be with his wife like john mayer was there jeff ross was there john stamos and, like, the paparazzi, like, I know it's the world we live in, but, like, they're standing outside while, like, John Stamos is embracing his wife, Kelly. And it just feels so wrong. Like, so, so wrong to be seeing that. Right. I saw that, that they were, that the paparazzi were there for that as well. And it's, like, the world will, like the world will go on if those pictures are not published. No, and I didn't even want to click them. I didn't want it to be, like, this is popular, so we should do this more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't click them either. But it's just, like, even if it's popular... What what did you like what? Where's the line? Like where is the line? It's crazy. 
Yeah. But so, overall, all of the tributes that have come out about him are so overwhelmingly sweet. And, like, it seems yeah. like he was just incredibly beloved by fans and colleagues. And it's a major loss. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel did a really, really nice one on his show last night. Um, and, of course, all the Full House people are um, are speaking out. And it's just, it's the craziest thing. Like, I just can't, I still can't believe it. Like, shock and disbelief. Mm-hmm. Shock and disbelief. Also, do you see Mary Kate and Ashley spoke out also, which is surprising for them just because they're they very don't private. really do that. Yeah, and they haven't been associated with the show for like twenty years, right? So I thought their their um, message was lovely. I thought so too. Now for our next story, a little celeb breakup news: Delilah Bell Hamlin and boyfriend Ayal Booker have broken up. This is surprising. Yeah. Shocking. Delilah Bell and her boyfriend Ayal have broken up after two years of dating, a source confirmed to Page Six on Monday. The daughter of Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin ended her relationship with the Love Island star just before the new year so she could begin 2022 with a fresh start. The insider told Page Six it was important to her that 2022 could be a fresh start and right now she wants to be single and focus on her career. Last year she experienced some difficult times, but she's come out of the other side stronger than ever and is happy enjoying time with friends and family as well is looking positivity to the future positively i assume is what they i meant. assume that was there sick <laughs> that s-i-c parentheses um i was really surprised by this because for me like when they first got together i'm like who is this guy like it seems so random but they've been so tried and true for so long to me they were so otp i never even thought about them like i'm like oh they're just married no, I would be, like I was waiting for engagement news next, and even the fact that he was on the show, I don't follow her so closely. But every time I do, he seems like such a solid partner for her, and vice versa. And even when mm-hmm. she shared like her story a few months ago about her experience this year with her health issues, like Ayal was really like the common denominator and really being there for her through all of that. So. This obviously, you know, there's always more to the story, and people share the good stuff. But this was just surprising. And no, sad because I, I really surprising. felt I feel like although you know it they're going their separate ways like this was a love story yeah and they were really well suited for each other and they found each other on like totally opposite ends of the earth opposite mm-hmm. like ends of the industry like you never I don't even know how they could have connected I think she DM'd him she saw him on Love Island right and he's British she went to London for so long like I'm just really surprised yeah me too but I know she's had like a really tough year and I just want happiness for Delilah Bell right I agree and if that's not a all then it's not a all but I thought then it it's was. not a all but I thought it was that's all I'm saying I, no I didn't think it was like I knew it was I like I can't explain how little they lived in my mind only because like they were so solid like I never had to worry about them yeah agreed crazy crazy we'll be curious to see who they date next but well that's the other thing like Delilah Bell is like epitome of like young Hollywood socialite so gorgeous young everything of the sort so i would like she could honestly i could see her dating jacob Elordi next yeah everyone's like in this one pool that we keep pulling from right right okay but you know by the way we haven't really even spoken about how olivia jade and jacob Elordi are rumored to be dating they were spotted like twice okay i heard that and then it left my mind and now it's entering again so it sounds like i'm hearing it for the first time but i know that i've already heard that and i completely ship I ship so wholeheartedly. <laughs> Wait, that do you I, do you like love him even more now because of Euphoria? 
no jackie oh, oh. he is the villain like no. and not only is he the villain he's so fucking evil no that and he's actually an extremely talented actor he's so believably evil believable that i don't even think he's hot in the show like i'm like this man is a disgrace to humanity oh my he's god awful like really fucking evil oh i really wasn't expecting that but he's an amazing actor. But now I'm like looking at him through a lens. I'm like, I honestly don't think that you're that cute. Like, if you can act that good at being evil, maybe you are evil. I don't know. I don't think no. so. It's just like the show is really not. I don't know if it's designed to make you attracted to him because he has all these great shirtless scenes, lots of sex scenes. But it's just not working for me because I'm like, but you're evil. Maybe it's just because I have a conscious, like a good moral compass. So is there anyone from the show that you're now like obsessed with who you weren't before? Maddie okay so I haven't gone on Instagram and like followed and stalked the people yet because I don't want to spoil it for myself so I don't even know her real name but her name is Maddie in the show oh and here's the one thing about about um Euphoria okay so like I knew nothing about the show but because of TikTok like I knew every single song and I don't know like did Euphoria make these songs popular on TikTok or were they popular on TikTok and then Euphoria put them in the show? I really feel like Euphoria, like if your song gets on Euphoria, that's the new like TRL for real. Like every single song I heard on TikTok, this don't feel like Friday night, you know, like all those TikTok ones. Yep. And all these like moments have gone viral on TikTok and to hear them in context in the show as verse like someone on, you know, TikTok lip syncing. I know nobody likes me because I'm dressed like a hooker. No, wait. I know I'm not supposed to be here because none of you like me and I'm dressed like a hooker, but I just wanted to say congratulations. And now I know the context. It was at the chili. Oh, there was a chili cook off in the show. But it wasn't giving like Americana feels like it was giving. Jessica it was this carnival. wasn't performing. No, it, there was this carnival that was like extremely dark. Like it wasn't. I used to love going to the carnival, like the rides, the food. This was like the worst carnival ever. Like everyone was going through traumatic shit at the carnival. Yeah, but also I don't know if like as an adult you go like you just see things differently or if the carnival industry has changed mm. because the few times I've gone like as a grown woman, it's like really no- nothing of the sort. Wow, that makes me so sad. I can't remember the last time I went to a carnival as a grown woman, but maybe I shouldn't because the memories of like us maybe once or twice a year going to a carnival and like doing the rides are probably like some of my most fond, wonderful, precious memories. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I want to believe that those – maybe I just haven't gone to any good carnivals. The last carnival I went to was like summer 2019. I went out in the Hamptons to a carnival. Well, the Hamptons one is supposed to be a good one, so if you didn't like it. um, It had its ups and downs, and there was Literally. no one there. What? Yeah. Nobody respects the art of carnivaling anymore. No, it's right. Like the idea is always a good one. Oh my God. And I was shitting my pants on the Ferris wheel. Like I, and it wasn't even that bit. Like it was. I do not fuck with Ferris wheels. No. I think that they are the worst ride. I would literally rather go on an upside down roller coaster five times. And even the one that like swings from side to side. Everyone else did that. I did not do it. That's just like, I'm too fearful for stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. I and I actually, I only went to Six Flags once in my life, I think. I actually don't think I've ever been to a Six Flags. When I was in high school, um, one of the years that I was in high school, we won the, like, uh, what was that? 
like color war for all the grades. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and you got a day at... And we got a day at Six Flags. And I had never been, like, on a roller coaster, and I just always assumed, like, I would never do it. But I was waiting online. I was like, I'll make the decision when I get to the front. And the line was so long that by the time I got to the front, I was like, well, now I have to do this or else I just wasted my whole day. Oh, so, yeah. So then I did it, and then I did it a million times, and then I was Was like, it an upside-down roller coaster? Yeah. Oh, I've never. Like, I don't test God like that. No, like, no, no. I, I will never... Do, I knew that day I would never do it again, but I just, like, I leaned in for the day. No, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad nothing happened to you, but actually, like, I will never. Like, I don't trust roller coasters. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, like, there's just a guy running it who, like, doesn't care. He's, like, getting paid no money. He's like, fuck this job. Fuck these people. He doesn't even check if we're secured. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I completely agree. And then you hear, like, some of the craziest stories of things that go down at amusement parks or carnivals, and it's just, like... And it's like it's because there's a 17-year-old kid who just, like, smoked pot and is now running this event. A hundred percent. It's But back to Jacob Elordi and (laughs) Olivia Jade. So happy for them. I really hope it's real. I agree. I agree. Okay. It's honestly just, like, science. Like, two of the most gorgeous people in the world, like, they have to scientifically at least try going out. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. Just following science. Yeah. Our next story, Kendall Jenner is responding to the accusation that her wedding guest dress was inappropriate back in November. Do you remember when Kendall was a guest at a wedding and she wore this cutout black dress and everyone was like, if this girl was at my wedding, like she would be gone. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. If this girl was at my wedding and she was some bitch from high school, like she would be gone. If it was Kendall Jenner at my wedding, I would be grateful she showed up and she could wear whatever the fuck she wants. Agreed. Well, she responded to an Instagram comment. Someone said, inappropriate outfit at a wedding. Kendall, I'm embarrassed for you. And someone else wrote, if the bride herself doesn't give a fuck, why do you care? Then the bride commented, said, tell him she looks stunning and I loved it. And then Kendall commented, Avi asked for your approval in advance too. We love a beach wedding. Well, that's the thing. Like, when you're really close with the bride, like, you have to send what you're wearing to the bride. You do? Even if you're not a bridesmaid? Kendall was a bridesmaid. They all wore different dresses and then changed. Oh. So, like, you get approval from the bride. Even if you're not – even if there's no bridesmaids and you're just, like, really close with the bride, like, you always send the picture. Like, you just – you know, no one – no, none of my really close friends showed up to my wedding wearing a dress that I hadn't seen before. Same, but because they were all had to get their dresses like bridesmaid approved. No, I'm saying not even bridesmaids, like just people at the wedding. They're like, we're sending me pictures. Like, I'm wearing this. I'm like, cute. I don't know. If no one was sending me pictures that like, if you're that close, we're your bridesmaid. No, not for me. I don't know. And like, if, if Kendall Jenner's coming to your wedding, like, you know, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. You know, if you're a celebrity, like, you do fittings, whatever. I don't think, like, you necessarily have to send a picture of your dress. But I do think if you're a Kendall Jenner, like, and you're going to a wedding, you really can wear whatever you want. That's just, like... And a- you are a bridesmaid. So, like, this girl knew what the dress was. Right. That's just, like, a perk of being, like, an A-list supermodel. You know, you... No one's going to tell you what to wear. Right. So, yes, I guess in the context of a normal person, you know, a regular wedding at a regular venue, yes, if someone showed up in this... All the parents would be clutching their pearls, of course. (laughs) But this is like extenuating circumstances. This is not the real world. Like, you know? I I agree. If someone from, like, at your wedding who is not Kendall Jenner came wearing this dress, like, Becky, Becky from the Redheads showed up wearing this dress. She would be the talk of the town. The parents, the grandparents, quaking. Quaking. Agreed. But this is not the real world. Like, this is, like, a fictional... This is just this not is real. Like a fashion show when your best friends are Kendall and 
and Haley Bieber, mm-hmm. like everyone's just walking the runway and it's not wedding rules don't apply. Yeah. Like how stupid that this even needed to be addressed. Like it was a private wedding. Like, fuck off. Yeah. But I did think it was funny. It was Me just too. a funny conversation. Oh, and by the way, if I looked even one iota like Kendall Jenner, I would wear that dress everywhere and no one could say anything to me about it. 100%. So, yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I am. Lily James says she reached out to Pamela Anderson about Pam and Tommy with no response. She said, I was hopeful. So Lily James is in this new Hulu miniseries called Pam and Tommy, which is about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Lee, yes. I know him because his son's on the Hills reboot. Uh, right yeah he's actually great brandon the son yeah yeah, i remember him um and so have you seen the trailer for the show i have not her transformation it's not lily james it's i've seen pictures of her it's crazy she sat like in makeup for hours every single day but it really like really bears no resemblance to lily james okay this is the other weird thing that i just put together i was looking at my phone tommy lee is now currently married to to britney furland former viner yeah crazy crazy turn of events i wonder crazy. if that will make it into the show probably not no but, but i did she looked amazing and i need to watch a trailer because she really transformed really transformed and i also wanted to know if your opinion before i get to the story if your opinion of lily james has changed since down to nappy okay so yes because of all the characters that came through on down to nappy Rose, played by Lily James, was my favorite. And yes, I am biased because she ended up marrying someone Jewish and loved him wholeheartedly and didn't care about the trials and tribulations that were going to be facing them. Spoiler alert. Um, And I loved her. But, like, before that, my only real, you know, knowledge of Lily James was this whole Dominic West thing, you know? And I know she'd done other acting before, but I hadn't seen much of it. Um, But yes, 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 to answer your question in a long-winded way, yes. Things have changed. Things have changed. I respect Lily James. That's, I can't separate the Lily from the Rose. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I agree. I feel like she brought a lot of herself to Rose, and Rose was very lovable. Therefore, Lily must be lovable. And to be honest, before I watched Downton Abbey, I didn't really consider Lily James like a serious actress. The only things I really had known her in was like Cinderella, which I never even saw, which was like a flop. And I think that's it. So I never really. Mama Mia the sequel never saw it never saw it and to be honest i wouldn't categorize like that as like a serious acting yeah thing. also the movie yesterday which was i thought a horrible movie. never saw it horrible awful but now i categorize her as like a serious oscar contending actress yes and now with- only only talented actors and actresses get involved in downton abbey a hundred percent and now with pam and tommy i think she's going down that road even further Anyways, to get to the point, in a cover story for Netta Porte's Porter that was published on Monday, she said that she reached out to Pamela Anderson ahead of shooting the series in hopes of having her involved in the project. However, Lily says she didn't get a response. Quote, I was really hopeful that she would be involved. I wish it had been different. My sole intention was to take care of the story and to play Pamela authentically. I was very hopeful that we would be in touch right up until we started filming. Hmm. That's interesting because... So it's unorthodox. When it comes, right. When it comes to a biopic, I really need authorization. Yeah. And when no, like for me, I wanted to see King Richard and then knowing like Venus and Serena were like heavily involved made me want to see it even more. Yeah. Even the, like, it's actually a double-edged sword because if someone's involved in their own biopic, they're obviously going to be biased in what gets shown, how they get portrayed, 
Um, but then if they're not involved, it's like, how do you know that any of this happened? How do you know what was going through her mind? Even if she said one thing, how do you know she what she felt privately? I, I think that... I mean, I'll get, I'm gonna, I, I plan on watching this, but I would imagine that the show suffers if it's not, in, if they're not involved. It's literally called Pam and Tommy, and it's about, like, one of the craziest, it's mostly about, like, the sex tape. Got it. So, if you, it feels, knowing this now, it's, like, a little bit weird that, she, that they don't have her involvement. It's not, or like, even her approval, like. Right, right. No, it doesn't bode well. It's giving, like, Google Lifetime doc. original movie. No, but in Lifetime original movies, depending on who's it's about, a lot of times the celebrity is, in, is involved. Like, I think Janet Jackson's about to do one. Wendy Williams just did one. Uh, I don't know if a lot of times this, like, you know. No, obviously, they, like, the Harry and Meghan one, Harry and Meghan weren't involved. <laughs> yeah, I once watched one about Anna Nicole Smith. I can't imagine. Like, it was posthumously approved. It, or her camp. Yeah, no. Approved it. So, anyways, the, the show does look really good, but that is an interesting factoid. It's a little bit of, like, a, a downer. For sure. Right. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a twofer, a bit of, um, what would we call this? A bit of TV news. Okay. <clears throat> I got a lot of comments that when I podcast from home, my final story like breaks the eardrum. So I'm going to take a step back. Okay. Yeah. And a few tips because yesterday we were on point, but you weren't hearing it. Someone suggested you take your headphones out and then you, now she can't hear me. You listen to me. I, Three, two, one. It's, it's the, the final story. Send us your updates for dear Dusters. <laughs> and that's a magic number. It's getting better every day. Okay. Okay, now great. it's getting better every day, don't you think? That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Fifth and final story, two parts, some TV news. First, Emily in Paris has been renewed for two more seasons at Netflix, seasons three and four. But the society never got a second chance. Okay. But the society never got a second chance. Okay. Like, Netflix cannot make news about anything without me comparing it to the society. I totally agree. And... I'm happy for the Emily in Paris girlies. Happy for Lily Collins because she really seems to like embrace being Emily. Wait. Okay. Did you see that when it was announced that Rooney Mara was going to be playing Audrey Hepburn, everyone on the internet, it was kind of like how when Beanie Feldstein got Fanny Bryce, everyone was like, Leah Michelle. And when Rooney Mara got Audrey Hepburn, everyone was like, but what about Lily Collins? And I had never even thought about it, but then seeing pictures of of them side by side, like they are... Uh huh. Twins. They are twins, but also like Lily Collins and Rooney Mara are twins too. Like they all look like Audrey Hepburn, right? But I think like the consensus on the internet was like if there ever was an Audrey Hepburn biopic, 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 it would be played by Lily Collins, hands down. And what people on the internet were saying, which I actually really agreed with, was until Emily in Paris, I think I would have considered Lily Collins to be like a pretty serious actress, hundred like, percent. I saw that movie she did on, like, her, well, not her, but, like, the character's battle with anorexia. Mm-hmm. It was so dark, very difficult to watch, but extremely well done by Lily. And I just think she's, like, cheapened her whole brand. I'm sure she's making a lot of money and is having a lot of commercial success with Emily in Paris, but I no longer have her in my category of, like, goes to the Oscars. 
1,000%, I would have said the exact same thing. The person who plays Emily in Paris doesn't also play Audrey, Audrey doesn't also play, you know, Holly Golightly at Tiffany's. Like, it just can't happen. And yeah. I think probably her doing Emily in Paris overall is, is the bigger, better move. So I, I don't think she's, like, regretting anything. But I but you do can't do both. It precludes her from being Audrey Hepburn, who's literally, like, the most serious, glamorous female actress like of all time yeah so um I hadn't really even thought of Lily Collins for for the role but then when I when someone said it I was like oh duh yeah I agree and I'm glad they went with Rooney because she's serious across the board yeah and you know what like Lily Collins should be punished for giving us (laughs) so will you be watching seasons three and four yeah, probably because I'm like a hater who loves to hate on things. And I do a podcast that like unfortunately requires me to watch trash like that. Mm-hmm. And those are the sacrifices I make. Yeah. Also, someone was I saw people were like, Jackie, you have to watch Emily in Paris. Like you would love it. I've seen season one. Like I, I've seen enough. I know you really don't need to see it by any means. I've got it. You know, Yeah, you've got it. I've got her number <sighs> memorized. And I just don't think it's going to get better for me. No. Especially, like, I don't know. Now that you're pregnant and becoming a mom, I do think, like, there are some things you can't do anymore. And one of them is watching Emily in Paris. I I think I have to make some changes. And I think that they are actually natural changes that I've been, like, on my way towards. But I do think, like, my content plate, like, I'm getting a different plate. Mm -hmm. This is not my plate. This is no longer my plate. But I think that's what's great about you and I because it's your plate and I'll have a different plate and all of our listeners have different plates. So why should our plates be the same? So now we're covering maternity books and euphoria. 100%. And our second follow-up to the story because I didn't think either one of them was strong enough to be a story on its own is that White Lotus season two at HBO has casted Aubrey Plaza. So I forgot that White Lotus is like going to be season, a seasoned show, which makes sense. They'll bring like new people to the island. Yeah, but I'm still unclear, like, if anyone from season one returns. It is rumored that Jennifer Coolidge is returning, but H- well, I think HBO that's wise. has yet to um, confirm confirm that. But so Aubrey Plaza will be playing someone who um, is on a trip with her husband and his friends, which sounds, Ooh. like, really good. <laughs> yeah, which sounds like a torturous experience, going yeah. on a vacation with your husband and his friends. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza's great. I think that'll be good. Yeah, no, this it, this sounds really good. I mean, even though I wasn't enamored with White Lotus, I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the time journey. I spent watching it. It was very aesthetically pleasing, and it, it made me chuckle. And it made me really want to go to Hawaii. I've never been. I've never been either. It's literally the number one place I want to go. Like, on my – the list is short, but number one is Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we were supposed to go for our honeymoon, which just never happens. So – Here, here, sister. Here, I don't here. think we're going anytime soon – now that you know life is about to pick up yeah so um let me know how it is i'll watch season two me too hopefully no one takes any more dumps like that was just a little extreme for me you know i liked it i know you did because you're a dump girly (laughs) i'm a big dump um, well, let's dive into Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, deartoasters at gmail.com is the email, and we will read your prompt on air anonymously, of course. You can change people's names. We will protect you, serve you, and hopefully give you the best advice. And Dear Toasters is brought to you by FitOn. FitOn is the number one premium free fitness app, and it's redefining the workout experience. The FitOn workouts are always free to use, and they offer workouts for 
any fitness level, and they're super easy to follow. You can access over a 1,000 workouts anytime, anywhere, and they have workouts just as short as five minutes, so there's no excuse to skip a workout, especially if you're working from home. You pop it up. It's super easy to access. Do a five, 10-minute workout. You just feel better knowing you didn't skip, but there's always something for you on FitOn, and they already have over 10 million people who use it, so you know it's as the kids say, bussin'. Um, they, also have, <laughs> they also have a wide variety of workout styles like cardio, strength training, toning, Pilates, yoga. So whatever you're in the mood for, whether it's super high energy, more low key, they've got you covered. You can take classes alongside celebrities like Gabrielle Union, Julianne Huff, and more. And they have more than 350,000 five-star reviews and no equipment or gym membership is required, which is great. Super low lift for you. Just get it done. If you're busy, you have kids, you have work. Take 10 minutes for yourself, 30 minutes for yourself. Get it done. It's free. You can join the over 10 million people getting their fit on. Work out for free anytime, anywhere. Text TOAST to 64000 to join fit on for free. Again, text TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, to 64000. That's TOAST to 64000. Wonderful. Right. Thank you, Claude, so much. Now I'm so excited to get into Dear Toasters. It's a pleasure. Okay. Oh, no, that's oh, not Bruno's Dear Toasters. excited for Dear Toasters, too. Okay, he's being a little crazy because the doorbell just rang. Okay, ready? Hello, Claudia and Jackie. I'm an OG brother slash toaster. Love you guys. The pups, the steens, the podcast, etc. Thank you. Let me make my font a little bigger so I don't have it a bobble again. Okay. I need help ASAP. I've been in a very healthy and happy relationship with my boyfriend for almost 10 years. For context, we got together in high school and now we're in our mid-20s. We moved in together two years ago to another state and I'm so happy. Our 10-year anniversary is in June and I'm fully expecting a proposal sometime then. I mean, it'll be a full decade by then. We talk about houses and babies, which is always met with an agreement, but when talking about getting engaged in actual wedding stuff, he clamps up. I'm full-blown mad about it. Is that crazy? Part of me is like, we know we want to be together, so what's the big deal? But the other part of me is like, why the fuck won't you just talk with mar- talk with me about marriage? I brought it up, and he says he just doesn't want any pressure, which I get, like, pressure. But also, I asked him if he's against marriage, and he said no. So please advise, sincerely, a confused toaster. I mean, 10 years is a hell of a long time. And 10 years is a long time to not be able to, like, have, have that conversation. open conversations about really important things like that so yeah I mean if the relationship is good and like you know it's hard like you are so committed to each other so it's like it shouldn't really make that much of a difference but I do find that like men just put off like engagement wedding talking about it like like it's this big taboo thing and like and then they do it and it's just like I should have done this so long ago Yeah, like for me, I think about this a lot, how like, you know, there's so many guys who like don't want to commit to marriage, but they're happy being in a long-term relationship. They just don't want to commit to marriage. And I really genuinely think that's so fucking stupid and moronic. There's literally nothing different about being in a marriage than being in just like boyfriend, girlfriend who live together. Like it's so stupid. Stupid. No, here's, here's what's it's different. Not a, it's not a commitment. You've already made the commitment. Here's what's different is that you're not constantly like tense and fighting about when are we going to get engaged are we going to get engaged and and you even if the man has felt secure in the relationship the whole time like the woman now like to to take that off of your shoulders especially 10 years worth even though like it was high school is you know a, a, a weight lifted yeah and I feel like this guy's just taking advantage of like your guys being really comfortable together and maybe that just has to do with you guys like getting into some sort of a rut, being together for so long, not really progressing. So 
I don't know. I hate an ultimatum, but they're hella effective. They are effective. They happen for a reason. And if this is what you want and you like want to take the next step, I one, I think you've been incredibly patient. Mm-hmm. And I think you are well within your rights to mm-hmm. start making some some ultimatums. Or just like be aggressive in the conversation. Like the fact that he's such a weenie, like, I don't want to talk about it, like pressure. Like, what the fuck up? Like, seriously. Yeah. No, that's that's a, a little bit of a red flag, honestly. Yeah, because honestly, there is really no, nothing scary about marriage. Like, I understand people who aren't ready to have kids. Like, that's a huge thing. But I don't understand people in hella long-term relationships who are, like, nervous about getting married. Like, that's not a thing. Like, yeah. not at all. Yeah. I agree. I think he's got to he's gotta mature. And sometimes you've got to... Shit or get off the pot. And sometimes you've got to push. And it's and it's, no one wants to be that person. No one ever fancies themselves as, like, the girl who's going to, like, you know, nag you for a ring. Right. But and no one fantasizes your... about, like, forcing or, like... It's not romantic. It's but not it, romantic, but it's real life. If this is your man's and this is the person that you want to be with, then you've got to do some pushing. And I'm, I, it, I'm sorry. Agreed. But it's also, as Jackie said, like a big red flag. Yeah, but not, I mean, it, I think it's also just like can be in their nature to just think that, that that marriage is so much more than it is when I think a lot of the time afterwards it's just sort of, this weight lifted it's a relief and you focus on other things afterwards as opposed to like when are we getting engaged right and like yes planning a wedding is the stressful part but marriage is not like there's especially if you're with the right person of course like relationships are hard but they're hard whether you're married or not 100 percent. and i'm giving advice to this girl based on the fact that it sounds like this is the right person because you're not with the wrong you're not happily with the wrong person for 10 years for 10 years yeah you move to a whole other state together and like have the best life Right. So if this this seems to be the right person, then we've got to we've got to make it work for you. Yes. All right. Next up. All right. I need advice for my loving sister. My sister-in-law, Mary, has been dating her boyfriend, Jerry, for about seven years. We come from a pretty conservative family, and they just recently decided to move in together. No one thinks that's weird, but here's where the problem comes in. Jerry asked permission to marry her four years ago now and never proposed or gave any reasoning as to why he never did. She's been dress shopping three times, talks about getting married all the time. She even had a wedding plan for June that never happened. Mary gave Jerry an ultimatum, wow, and said if he doesn't propose by the end of 2021, then she's moving out. It's 2022, still no ring. Everyone sees that they're unhappy together after they had a yelling fight in front of everyone over the holidays. Mind you, they're about eight years apart and he always talks down to her and that's just the beginning of all their problems. But we don't know what to do. Do we just leave it alone and pretend we support this awful relationship or do we say something? Please, we need your help and I'll be sure to send a follow-up if it makes on the podcast. That's why we chose this one. (laughs) Thank you guys for giving me something to look forward to every week. Love a devoted toaster. Okay, this is... This is weird. Jerry seems like a problem. Yeah. Not only does he talk down to her, he's postponed getting engaged for four years, Let her lets her go wedding dress shopping, plans fake weddings, knowing full well that he's not going to propose. This is emotional manipulation and abuse, and I think he's toxic, and I think you're well within your rights as a sister-in-law to say something. Sister-in-law? Yes. Oh, in- Okay. Regardless, I and if you if you're writing in trust, you clearly like you're close, you're close and you care a lot. So I would say like also all of those things are not good, but they're also like kind of vague, like we're going to get engaged. Oh, okay, So like you you, blah, blah, blah. But like she said the parents permission like that's right. 
she said, she said end they're of, really conservative. End of 2021, and 2021 has ended. And now it's time for Mary. Walk the walk. She's got to walk the walk. But you can't force someone. You can't force someone. And also, it's like, if you always think the engagement's right around the corner, it's like, wow, I'm really going to break up with you of seven years because of the difference of two weeks. You know? Yeah, but he, they said end of 2021, and that's a very clear marker. I know, but it's hard to... Especially when he was ready to do it four years ago. I know, but like, this is Mary's life. Yeah, but Mary's also... Okay, beyond... No, okay, I, let's say, I mean, let's say course, it's happening tomorrow. No, Claude. But Jerry's also a piece of shit. In a perfect, Jerry. In a perfect world, you say end of 2021, and it doesn't happen. And then on January 1st, 2022, Mary packs her bags and goes. But it's hard... It's easier said than done. And seven years... At seven years and the last four of really thinking, like, you're going to get married to this person, it's a lot to wrap your head around. So I think no, you course, need to... But I think if Mary's coming to this girl for advice... I would tell this girl to urge her to make moves. She talked the talk. It's time to walk the walk. Yeah. And you know what? Walking the walk, even if you're bluffing, like it could, it, you have a closer chance to getting what you're looking for as opposed to And if to you're staying. not bluffing, he lets you go. Is that the man you want to marry? Right. So if you're talking to Mary, I would say, I would help her try and wrap her head around the fact that this could be it and that her last effort should be bluff central. And walk out the door. Yeah, it's a win-win with the bluff. Of course she'll be sad at the end. But if you leave, it might get him off his ass to do something. And if you leave and he doesn't do anything, who the fuck would want to marry that guy? Especially when he talks down to you yeah. and is mean. And, yeah, and he just doesn't seem like a, the, the guy. greatest guy. Yeah, it would be a blessing in disguise years down the road. It's just, it's easy for us to say that. I just know for of Mary, course. like, she loves Jerry. I know. Mary and Jerry. I don't know where people come up with these names, but like literally Mary and Jerry. <laughs> Mary and Jerry haven't gotten married. <laughs> Mary and Jerry getting married. Oh my God, that is so funny. Best of luck, Mary and Jerry. Yeah, you just have to really be there for her and obviously give her like this, you know, strong, tough love advice, but also support her because her whole world is not turning about out to, to be what she thought it was going to be. Yeah. All right, our third and final Dear Toasters. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I feel ridiculous writing this, but I want to see if you can give me any advice. I met my best friend Sarah in college five years ago. Right before the pandemic hit, I went back to her home state with her for the first time. While I was there, I met her brother Noah, who's two years younger than us, and we instantly got along great. I had a little crush after meeting him for the first time. So cute. But after going on more trips with her and her family over the past two years, the crush has intensified. We hang out a bunch on these trips, send each other funny videos over text, and we occasionally Snapchat, but I can't tell her for the life of me. I can't tell for the life of me if he's into me or if we're just friends. I would never do anything if I thought Sarah would care, but she sometimes made jokes about us getting married, so I do think she'd be fine with it. The only thing is she can be a bit intense, so I haven't wanted to tell her about me liking her brother in case he doesn't like me back and it makes things weird with how close I am to her and her family. Noah and I don't see each other often because we live in different states, but I am so curious if I'm romanticizing this in my head or if he actually feels the same way. How do I go about asking him how he feels without making it awkward if he just sees us as friends after? If, if he just sees us as friends. I'm more than fine with being just friends, but I can't help but wonder if I'm delusional or not. Please help. XOXO, a smitten toaster. So I just want to say, I think the way you're going about this is very smart. Like, you cannot go to Sarah unless you know what's going on with Noah. So now we have to find out how the fuck do we find out if Noah likes you? Because, you know, 
I can totally see you making this up in your head. Like it's happened to me before. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah, or it's like Noah's the kind of guy like, oh, my friend's sister's in town. Like we're he's all friendly. together for the weekend. He's friendly. And like, yeah, it's flirting for sure. But it's like, no, please don't move across the country for me. Like this isn't a great love of any sort. So it's it's a hard spot to be in. And, you know, in a perfect world, you you would ask your friend to find out if he likes you. <laughs> That's what I was saying. But you can't ask Sarah. No, you That'd can't. be so awkward. Beyond. If you he can't. ends up, no, if he ends up liking you, like then it's cute and it was all for a good cause. But if he ends up not liking you and, like, you told Sarah that, like, you like her brother, but her younger brother doesn't like you back, like, that's mortifying. I would never let you do that. Mortifying. And then you've sullied the relationship with the whole family and there's no coming back. So don't do that. But I don't know why, towards the end of this, I just started to get the feeling that, like, Noah's just fucking around. Hmm. But that's not uh, that's not a strong enough case for me. No, I know. No, no. We need to we need based facts. On an admission. We need yeah. facts. But I'm like operating from a place of like it's not going to be the answer that we want. Also, oh, like, really? what, I'm a romantic, and I'm thinking like Noah's the one. What? No, he's like Snapchatting her, and then like flirt- that's what the kids do, Jackie. We need more background. You need to get more background on Noah and his like relationship habits. Yeah, and maybe like the next is time it a on different vacation? girl every weekend? Then you were just that weekend, you know. Ooh, Jackie, that's mean. Or is he like you know writing love poems in his journal every Friday night for his you know what sister's best friend? Maybe like asking Sarah isn't that bad of an idea because honestly, that's the only route I can think of. Like, how do you find out if a random boy likes you? Like for real. What if next time you're you all can't toge- ask the only link between you, you can't ask that person. What if the next time you're all together, you just um, hook up? Yeah, like just go for it. And then see what he does after. Yeah, I like that. I like want this to work out so badly. I don't know why I feel so hella invested. I feel so hesitant. Oh, no. I'm like so hopelessly like I think that, that this is the end for her. Like Noah and Toaster for together forever. I would I would like that, but I don't know. I'm just like getting. I'm just Here, getting. I have an idea. Write us back in and give me Noah's phone number. I'm gonna call him and I'm just gonna say, "Do you like Susie or whatever her name is?" He's gonna be like, "Who is this?" I'm like, "This is none of your business. I just need to know. Like, do you have feelings for Rachel? Whatever." Her it's name just is. hard because like you don't live where Noah lives. So if you if you went to have a conversation with him about it, it's like. Okay, so we like each other. Like, are we gonna start dating? Are we now like long distance? It's it's really. A lot. And he's younger than you, so he's, like, immature. Okay, by the way, why don't you, instead of just, like, trying to hook up with him, because you only see him, like, twice a year, why don't you really, like, amp up the texting, Snapchatting, like, almost to try to get to the point when, like, you're talking, you know, like, that phase, like, the kids are always talking about, like, talking. Yeah, like, talking before bed, when you wake up. text all the time, FaceTime, like, why don't you explore that? And then if he's, like, engaging with you and texting you first, then you'll know that there's an interest. But if he's just, like, waiting for you to text him and, like, he's not super responsive, then, unfortunately, you know, like, it's not happening. This is, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, like, so, I'm against it. Don't listen to Jackie. Like, this is going to happen for you. It's just, if, if she... If she met Sarah five years ago in college, that would mean that they're one year out of college and two, and Noah's two years younger than them. Noah's a sophomore in college. So they're like 20 and 22. Noah's a sophomore. And, yeah, that's a good and call. he's going to be like our leading man. I don't think so. He's going to mm. risk it all. Wow, she came with the math. You're 100% right. If this were like some people in their 30s. Yeah, no, he's in college. He's fucking bitches. That's what I'm saying. No, 100%. I didn't think of that. And then it's just, oh, I'm going on a family trip with my weekend. Here's a girl I'm not related to. Let's chat. No. 
100% he doesn't like you. I'm so <laughs> sorry that I led you along. He does not like you. Run for the hills. He's a sophomore in college. Like, he's probably, like, hazing a fraternity, like, swallowing goldfish every night. Like, no. No. He might even, he might be a junior if my math, but still, no. 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 Yeah. Put it on pause. I, I think... Yeah. I think you need to let this simmer. Maybe if you guys are all in the same position in a few years, like you, you don't want to date a junior in college. It when seems you're like, not in college. And it seems like you're already invested and I just don't think, see him getting to that level. And I think the best Run. solution would be to move on from this, honestly. Run. And, and maybe down the line, sure, I'm open to whatever. But yeah, for right now, pocket. for right now, it's not worth ruining a relationship with a great friend and her family who takes you on trips. Jackie is speaking facts left, right, and center. Never listen to anything I say. She's 100% right. <laughs> I just, okay. I, okay, I'm glad that I worked through it because I couldn't articulate like why I was just not seeing it. I think maybe the fact that she like gave him a pseudonym Noah like really got to me because I love the name Noah. I think it's, it's like such a manly, delicious name. I've never met a man named Noah who wasn't like a really stand up honorable man. It's such an amazing name. So like that was her fault. It's for also him that name. becoming incredibly popular right now. Like I feel like Which in our sucks. class there wasn't a lot of Noahs, you know. No, but now I think there's a lot of Noahs in the class. No, and of course what comes to mind is the man with the ark who really saved all of civilization, so. And he was an animal lover. Animal lover, like the face of PETA. So I I think I was really kind of blindsided by her giving him that name. Yeah, also it's like. I apologize for my lack of judgment. Ryan Gosling in The Notebook is Noah. Yep. Yep. And so you just, you see him as this animal-loving, romantic guy. Animal-loving queen. But instead he's just a junior in college Who's like drinking from the punch bowl. No, totally. Natty light for life. Exactly. Saturdays are for the boys. And he's just like wearing a jersey all the time. Mm, Showing his hairy armpits. Yeah, it's not going to (laughs) work. It's not going to work. But maybe once he graduates. Yeah, no, anything can happen in the future. But right now, focus on yourself. I think maybe if, you know, if there is this sort of thing between you and Owen, you pull back. That actually will obviously make him like you more. There's no harm here. Agreed. Amazing advice given by Jackie M. Wow, I'm so glad that we parsed that out for our to wrap up the episode. And you better fucking write us back with what happens. I don't care if it's in three years. Like we will remember and we will celebrate when you guys get engaged. Yeah. And I do think that that could happen. It's just not going to happen right now, nor should it. Noah's got to go. Ta- Noah's got to like, you know, see everyone else who's out there and, and have He's his heart He's got to get on the arc. Like. And, and then, you know, realize that it was you all along. But he, he can't realize it was you all along if we're in the middle of the story. 100% that's not how it works. Sorry. Um, well, I would like to thank everyone who opened up to us in Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in totally anonymously, the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. And we will do our best to help you out. And if we have previously helped you out and you left us high and dry, do write us an email letting us know how everything worked out, please. Yes, please do. And that is our show. Couldn't Confirm. be anyone else's. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. I wanted to share something that I found so interesting. First of all, two things. One, we have to bring back the Society Season 2. Why isn't that happening? Two, 
Um, I so I was on Spotify and I went to I, I just saw our page and I saw you can leave a review like stars. Yes, Spotify just like launched that. Okay, so I I was like, oh okay, like let me tap it to see how the interface works. Like, and you know, I'll give us a five star review. Of and course, Spotify I'm going pop- right now. Spotify popped up and said, you have to listen to a few episodes of this podcast before you can leave a review. How fucking brilliant is that? Oh my god, the IT team at Spotify needs a raise. No, that's like one of those things that's a no-brainer. Oh, it let me do it because I listened to a bunch on Spotify. I've never listened to our show recently on Spotify. That is so cool. That like really stops like people on Reddit like flocking For one star to your... bombing you. Right. At least oh, if I you want to leave a one star, like you have to listen to a few episodes and and I would hope that if you listen to a few episodes you wouldn't want to leave one star anymore. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for sharing that piece of technological innovation with me. Right. I just really warmed my heart to see, like, tech doing some good. And also, a reminder, you could leave five stars on Spotify if that's where you listen. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you guys have an amazing Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations on being a true toaster who values the opinions of two beautiful, stunning, and smart queens. And to let us know that you actually did, in fact, make it to the end of the episode, why don't you, drop an, why don't you go drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram um, to let us know that you made it. And how about that? emoji be how you is there an ark emoji oh how about some animals to honor the noble noah and his ark so any animals you choose all the animals love you guys have an amazing day we'll see you tomorrow goodbye